0: Welcome to Make It, Share It, the podcast where we explore the simple but profound process to overcome fear, doubt, perfectionism and more enemies of creativity. Make it and share it.
1: We'll talk to creators of all kinds from artists and writers to entrepreneurs and inventors to learn about their creative process, the challenges they faced, and how they overcame them by making and sharing.
2: Whether you're an artist, entrepreneur, or someone who wants to create but feel stuck, this podcast is for you. Creativity, meet courage. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Make It, Share It, where, as we just said, we're going to talk about creativity, meeting courage, and excited to get started with our pilot episode today. So, I'm Kent Rabelais, and I'm joined by Lauren Chandler. Hello. And Stephen Cooper. Hello. What's up? <laughs> so, well, today's episode, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I want to just kind of, for me, I know for podcasts I enjoy, I like to hear where we're going. So I want to let you guys know where we're going today. So the first thing we want to do is just talk about why. And Everything starts with why. So why do we want to make this? There's a lot of content out there about creativity and the pr- creative process. What makes this different Uh, so we're going to do that and then and just facilitate a discussion and then what you can expect in future episodes kind of the format we're going to use that we think is uh, i wouldn't say like innovative but just something we want to try that's a little bit different about the creative process and then that'll be the episode we'll preview a little bit about our hopes for our first guest uh it'll be to be determined on the first first guest but talk through that with you so that's our plan for today um, yeah, so I think let's just start out talking a little bit about why we wanted to do this. And I think in that we can do some background, uh about each of us as well. So let's start Lauren with you. You're in the middle of my screen. That's why I'm doing that. So <laughs> Great. why make it share it for you? Why did this seem interesting?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I um, have loved to create, I love to make things, but I'm like that tortured creator who's like tortured by perfectionism or it's already out in the world. Why would I, you know, why would what I make matter? How does that add to anything? Um, But it hadn't stopped like that desire to create. Like when I see something um, like either a song or a book or any, any kind of creative pursuit, there's something in me that's like, I want to be a part of that. Um, and so I think that's something that God's put in me. Um, that's kind of how he's made me is I, I love to create and it comes out in different ways. It'll come out and is like small or, you know, little seen as, um, my flower beds at home, or it's a trade book that I published or that was published um, it's a song I wrote it's um I've written studies, Bible studies, it's just come out in all these different ways, and I can feel pretty alone thinking that everybody else who creates um doesn't have the same struggles that I have that it's just easier for them. they're always creating they're all they've always got these ideas going like even my husband he's like uh we did an aptitude test and I idea for you I'm kind of average on and I think he's probably on the far end of like 99th percentile he's just always got ideas going it's not that I don't have ideas and I'm not creative it's just like I can get um a little bit bogged down on something or I can get hyper focused on it but um so I I just I wanted to at least tell another creator out there who kind of struggles the same way I do. You're not alone. Um, but what you have to create and offer is what the world needs. And, um, it's just about, it's just as much about what, uh, you contribute as what it does. The whole process does to you in the meantime, where, um, we are creative beings. We are meant to create and image, our creator that way. And so I. Um, that's kind of my, uh, I guess, uh, desire for this podcast to just cheer those other constipated creators on, um, with two of my friends, um, you know, Kent and Coop. Y'all are my friends, and y'all, y'all are those guys that I see creating, um, whether it's, you know, a brand new business, it's a song, it's, um, a a game i guess um a a film i mean all kinds of stuff that you guys do that spur me on in my creativity i'm like okay i see them doing that i i can do that i'm not going to do the same thing but there's something in you guys pursuing creative um endeavors that encourages me and i just love seeing you guys put one foot in front of the other and doing it And making it and sharing it. And sharing it sometimes to a small group of people and having no idea how far it eventually goes. And and you don't of course, who wouldn't want what we share to go far? And for lots of people to see it. That's a whole part of the point of making it is to share it. But what I love about you guys is you are faithful to make it and share it and kind of trust how far the sharing goes to the, to the Lord or, you know, to just whatever. So, yeah. yeah,
0: Nice.
2: That's great. Well said. Coop, what about you?
0: Well, now I like the, I, I consider myself creative Metamucil then at this point. <laughs> in you, my are. point you are. Because I didn't know it until my thirties, but I, I love to create and I'm old. I'm the idea person and they're not all good by any means, but I, If you say something, my brain just starts kicking out ideas, different ways we could go, ooh, songs we could do, ooh, that could be a comedy bit, ooh, that could be a TV show. I'm just like, okay, slow down. But I've never, I don't know, my work ethic side is like, okay, well, now we have to get it done. I have an idea. Now I need to write it down. Now I need to create it. Now we need to put it out. And I didn't know that so many other creatives, that's where they struggle. They have ideas and they're like, "Ah, I don't think it's that good. That's going to take a lot of work or I would need help. And they're just ideas always bouncing around in their head, which I think would drive me insane. I have to get them out. So I've learned that I can come alongside people and really help them get things across the finish line help them do the project. Believe in it. Hey, we can collaborate, but let's get this thing going. Um, And I don't know, I just like to get things done. And so for songs or podcasts or whatever, I and then I bounce to the next one. I love doing it. And so my role has really changed from creating on my own to working with others and trying to draw things out of others and get them on a path and get some of those hurdles and roadblocks out of their way of, yeah, but what if it's not successful? What if only one person hears it? And just trying to pick out some of the reasons I hear from people. Why didn't you ever record this? Why didn't you ever write this down? And then when they tell them to me, I'm like, Oh man. But if you never finish it, it'll never do anything. I think I don't know who said it, but somebody was like, just finishing it puts you in front of like 99% of your competition. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's me. I will at least be in the race because I will finish my product. And then like you said, I think I learned early on about, we all want it to go far. Um, but I saw some people very early on have some really big success. And is um, my face just totally crazy. I just see y'all being funny right now. Um, I, uh, I've seen some people get some really, really big success. And they hated it. And it backfired. And it was not good for them. And so that kind of took that off that pressure off of me. Of like, well, I'll put this song out and I kind of don't want it to go <laughs> that far. I'd just like a medium response. That'd be great. <laughs> if it would just pay for me to be able to yes. do one more song Yeah, I'm in and maybe a little bit of debt, but I'll, <laughs> you know, that's kind of where I've always stand. So I love this stuff. I love, I'm up for any creative process. I'm a, I'm obsessed with hearing creatives and how they create and what works for them and you know what collaborators they work with to help them get going so um I respect you guys a lot in what you've done so I I think it'll be a lot of fun to to have these conversations with others and and see where our brains all pick out different things and different conversations
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um I like to think of myself lately this is a new a term that I've coined, the overthinking creative. Like if I had a personal brand, it might be the overthinking creative uh, because I do love to create, but I will overthink things in a heartbeat. Um, And I was sharing with Coop and Lauren that even just yesterday trying to set up for this podcast, I was like, my lighting is wrong. I've got daylight, light, indoor light. I can't get the mic the way that I want it to. Uh, I don't like the video quality. Like, it's just all this perfectionism where my tendency is just to go, well, if it can't look like Mm -hmm. it's being produced by one of the best podcast professionals in the world, then no point in doing it. Move on to the next thing, Uh, which is silly. And so, but it's like, that's the kind of stuff that I know from talking to other creative people. Uh, And again, I want to say by creative. I mean, sometimes like creative is just like the way you garden, like Lauren was talking about, or you starting a business. Um, don't think just, uh, writers or musicians, um, but really think like nothing is there and then you work to create it. Um, so the point is I overthink things and Steven and Lauren have both been super encouraging to me over the years. Coop and I met back in 1997, which is shocking to think about. I think if my math is right, that's like 25 years, that's um, awesome. something like that. So yeah, so it's just like, um, Pretty crazy, but over the years, just always been good about uh even the text he sent me last night. Just doesn't have to be perfect. Just gonna make it literally, and then we're gonna share it. We're gonna hit send. Yeah. Um, and and same thing with Lauren, just as as we've gotten to know each other over the years of just put it out there. Um, you know, even recently you started a Substack um and encourage everybody to go check that out. Um, but you know, when you did that, I'd had I'd been thinking about doing a Substack for a long time, and but I just was like, oh, I can't make the perfect Substack, because so. I was like, I don't know how I want the image to look and this, to, and so it's just overthinking it. And then you know, Lauren created hers, and I started getting some followers. I was like, oh well, I guess I should create something now. Um, yeah. But that was just a perfect example, right? It was just a it was a gentle nudge to stop overthinking it and create. And so. Yeah, similar to these two, I've been able to do this work in my career as well. You know, creating films and short videos for nonprofits and and work for large nonprofits and and a lot of different uh, opportunities to create apps, all these different things. But I just I think there's more that's in me, and I think there's more that's in Lauren, and more that's in Coop, and more that's in you, in particular, that's listening to this. And that's really what I want to draw out is just to help each other. Um, really to have the courage to create. And so, um, yeah, that that's my why for this. Um, I do think maybe, I don't know, Coop, I don't put you on the spot. And so you're just, well, I can even edit this out um, if, it, if you don't, we don't want to do this. But uh, the story by kind, like why this literally kicked into gear was playing Hurdle,
0: uh, yeah. which yeah. is
2: now ReHurdle. Let's play Hurdle if you want to. Go check that out if you haven't yet, which is um this is a fun music game uh that where you just listen to the first few seconds of a song, try to guess it. Um, and then you get if you can't get it, you skip ahead to the next few seconds and so on and so forth until what is it like 18 seconds, coop? I can't remember how long it lets you. Never enough. <laughs> never enough. Well, for you, it's I was never say, enough for being Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's plenty for you most of the time. Um but yeah, in playing that game, we all just enjoy uh, the the game and have fun with it and have a thread that we have about it. But uh, in that, Coop was sharing a story with us about a time in particular where he was working on something. So if you want to share that story, you can. If not, then sure, I can, I'll edit this out. Okay, great. Then everybody gets sure. to hear this. Story. Um,
0: it's one of those things where I think this is where the share it part of make it really came into effect for me and brought it home because I've always been the make it guy. And I might have a lot of finished products of songs and and script ideas and things, but just sitting on my computer. And maybe I'll tell someone about it, but I don't do a good job about it. I'm just like, hey, I kind of wrote this like new, really fast synth song. And if they're not like, oh, let me hear it right now, I probably don't play it for them. And that was kind of how I'd share it. Well, this thing, I wrote something for a song for a church, for our church that we were going to, Take an original from our church, but give it our campus's flavor, and which was very synthy. I was bringing, I'm always bringing synths to the table, and um, I didn't like the intro. I never liked the intro of this song, so I was like, I'm going to rewrite an intro, and so I wrote this synth part, and no one liked it. Like, the writers of the song didn't like it, which I understand. They wrote that intro. That's okay but I shared it. And then my worship pastor was like, no, I like it, play it. And it was one of those things where I thought it was one of the best things I had written. It just kind of flowed in the chords and it just sat, it worked quickly. And I was like, that's, that's a jam. And then one of the guys in this, we had a little choir behind us. It was an Easter Sunday. And one of the guys who I did not know, I had never met this guy. He walked up to me and goes, that intro on that song makes me want to dance. Like, I think we should do it twice before we start singing, which, as we know, we don't do in church. We don't play intros twice. We got to get, <laughs> we got to get to the goods. So I was like, Oh, thank you, man. That's good. You know? Um, and it was just like a legit, like, he was moved by it. Well, it was one of those things that I liked it. I got a good response, but now it's dead. It was a live performance. Like, that is never going to, Maybe in three months when we play that song again, I'll get to play that intro again. So I was kind of like, man, I just need to show this to some people. So I got the board recording of it, the live recording of that Sunday's church, and just sent it to some of my friends that do and don't go to church whatsoever. Like some in Nashville and LA. And I was like, I was like, I think y'all could go to this church as professional musicians because we're like, look, this song starts off with a... A Juno synth line kind of thing, you know. And we had electric drums. We were were pushing it. Um, And I just wanted to see the response, to be honest. I, I actually thought they would get some pretty good nature ribbing out of it. But they loved it. And then we got good response. And then a few months later, I had one of those guys call me and say, hey, I'm working on this EDM group. Uh, We're releasing, we're re-releasing these songs in Japan. It's probably going to be a very Japan heavy release. They're not that big here yet. They are in the EDM world, but EDM in 2014 or 13 or maybe even 2012 was not big here. Um, So it's not a big deal. But the chord progression is the exact same of that thing you sent me. It's the exact same chord progression. And it was like three beats away from being the exact same BPM. So he just, as a musician, when he heard their demo, he remembered my song because it was the same exact thing. Like, where have I heard this before? Oh, that thing, Coop sent me. And so he was like, we can't change the chords because the girl had already sang on it. And so it was like locked in. So he played my part on electric guitar and made that the loop of the whole song. And he was like, can you, can we use it? We'll cut you in for publishing or whatever we got to do. Give you a credit. It's like, yeah, it's great. Uh, so the song, the band was the Chainsmokers and it was, um, never let you, or don't let me down by the Chainsmokers featuring Daya and the song blew up. They had another song with Halsey, but that whole thing just blew up and don't let me down became a very sinkable song where it was the song for the Hockey playoffs, uh, like the horse races, like every major sporting event that year, don't let me, don't let me, don't let me down, was used as their commercials coming back. It was insane. Um, And it's gone bananas. And that song was not just released in Japan <laughs> and went way, way bigger. And it opened up the door to me working with a lot of other artists you know and um yeah it's just it blew open a million doors for me to do more music and it was all traced back to really i shared an mp3 via email with four people and then months went by before anything happened and to be honest i never even played it again i never even touched it again from playing it live in church To what it became. But it wouldn't have happened without emailing it to four friends. So that's where I became, okay, share it is huge. Even if share it means emailing it to four friends. Um and having those friends and people in your life that do the same, that reciprocate. Hey, send me what you're working on. What's the coolest thing you wrote in the last couple of months that you haven't got to use or something? Um and so yeah, it's just kind of so to me, I add had to add share it to the make it because yeah. I could also just fill up a bunch of hard drives with ideas yeah. and they're all finished but <laughs> what's the point <laughs> if no one hears it
1: that's right I can like hear the inter that your part playing through my head it's such yeah. a simple but really good and catchy part so it's so interesting that it was something you know it was good it was something Profound, but it was also so simple too. Yeah. You
0: know? Oh, I mean, I, I took piano lessons growing up, but I am a one hand piano player. <laughs> I play with one hand, which is why bass synthesizers are great. So I have a great video of me playing it for the first time. Like when I finally figured it out, I would record myself with my iPhone so that I won't forget it. That's the other problem when you have too many ideas, you better write it down or the next morning there. Gone. Right. So, okay. I recorded myself, and it's funny. The first take, I recorded it, and as soon as I finished, I just go, "Yes,"
1: because yeah. I thought the same <laughs> thing. Like as soon as
0: it was finished, I was like, "That is a complete part. It's simple but catchy."
1: Yep.
0: Like, yep. All right. And again, it was like that's like the for next the- Sunday's service.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I was just pleased with myself with that one. <laughs> but it's a funny thing. At the end of the video, you hear me go. Yes. It's pretty awesome.
1: (laughs) I need to see that video. Yeah, Yeah, I'll
0: send it to y'all. It's funny.
2: Yeah, well, that and so that's a perfect story. Other than the only thing I would say is then most of what we share does not turn into mega, giga, Uh, global hits. Um, You know, so it's I think it's cool because it's like none of that would have happened if you just wouldn't have had the courage to just send it on, even though there's not many people who believed in it at first. I think it's pretty yeah. much you and that one guy who wanted to to dance in the <laughs> yeah. in the service, which no dancing guy. We're a church. Okay. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, dance all you want. But uh, so I think that's interesting. And yet we know that most of what we share pretty much like it goes out and there may be a few people who are like, oh my gosh, thank you for that but the world may never see it. Um, and that is so hard, you know, that's the part where it can be really deflating, um, you know, to the process. So, um, I know for me, just to put myself on the spot that there, I can just think of like one of the, we may have, uh, Matt who I worked in this with, but, you know, Coop knows about this, but Um, a friend of mine, uh, Matt Brown, and I created something called Seven Poets and the Assassin's Secret and poured a lot into it of investment and resources. And I'm still really proud of it. It's one of my favorite projects that I've ever done. Shared it with the world, and the world didn't care. Um, It just didn't go anywhere. And so, you know, it's it, it is one of those things where that can be the block, you know, moving forward is, okay, maybe we're just not meant to do this. But I always think a lot about uh, Iron Glass. Um, you can go check this out on YouTube uh, with just the taste gap, which is in the simplest terms is that most of us that want to create something have taste about what makes really good art or, again, a really good business, a strong business, or uh, to keep using the garden. Like the, we, we can see the, a beautiful garden and what all that would entail. But when we first start out, we can't create to that level, right? Because we're just starting. We're we're like learning to walk, like babies, and we can tend to want to quit. But what gap is, or what our glass is saying is, there's a gap. That gap between our taste, uh, our taste up here, and where we start. The more that we keep working, the more we close that gap, mm-hmm. right? The more we can we can do it. And some of us, for me, I feel like I'm. It's going to take me all the way until the end, whatever that is uh, you know, there are prodigies out there. They are there. There really are that, um, you know, the, just from the beginning, pretty much have it. Mozart was certainly that. Uh, but that's just not most of us. That's not going to be our story. We're going to have to keep getting better, keep working on our craft. Yeah. So, um, I think that's another important piece of the whole process of make it, share it is, is to just keep going and close that gap. Um, yeah. So Lauren, any thoughts on, on that part?
1: Yeah, I think um especially in our culture that really prizes um youthfulness, uh I think um it's encouraging to hear 40-somethings putting stuff out there and, and like so like you said there are prodigies and I feel like we glorify those prodigies and they're they're worthy of glorifying like it's like this is amazing. But I think it can also set this precedent that's just not um attainable for every creative where you make something and it's, it's, it, it closes that gap almost immediately. Um, so maybe you are, you know, in your forties and fifties and you're narrowing that gap. Um, it's still worth doing. And I just don't, I don't see a lot of examples of that in broad culture. I feel like everything's young and new and fast. And so, just to kind of be this community to say, hey, no matter how old you are right now, to like start um, narrowing the gap, like keep working at it. It's worth creating and it doesn't have to be perfect. And, you know, even sometimes uh, my taste gap, the, like my taste end up being something that is just slightly off of really what I'm going to sound like. Does that make sense? That's that's actually someone's unique voice, um, in every way that you can imagine voice, like literally singing or writing or an art artist voice, um, that maybe they're just meant to be different. And, and I can equate their differences as, oh, they've achieved something and I need to achieve it exactly as they did when really I'm not supposed to, that I'm going to have, um, especially when I think about my singing voice, I'm going to have some nuances to my voice. I'm going to have like a little bit of a rougher sound, you know, than maybe someone else. And that is part of my unique voice. And how do I close that gap without giving up the uniqueness of my voice, if that makes sense. So that's kind of been a journey I've been on where I've had to discern, okay, what is my taste and how is that different for me versus that artist or, you know, that creative? Whereas, okay, I I am perfecting what's unique to me. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. yes. I, I've been obsessed with this Billy Corgan interview, the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, where he was encouraging young artists to be the one of one. He was like, be you, be who you were created yeah. and made to be. And so for me, I... He gave this example that was great. So it's like, okay, if I'm in a synth-pop band and I'm writing synth-pop songs and we're writing these songs and working as a band instead of going, okay, what's happening in synth-pop right now? Oh, that Tame Impala album that just came out kind of has this vibe. He's like, no, no, no. Think of it this way. Okay. So Coop is a guy who grew up listening to Pantera, but also Counting Crows would be like two of his favorite bands. So what does synth pop sound like from a guy who loves Pantera and yeah. Counting Crows? That's your one of one. Go make that. The other thing back on Share It that I think we're facing right now that is super weird is that everybody can share anything at all times in any place on the planet. So we That's came from a generation where like you had have a record deal. It was very difficult to get on TV. Well, now everyone has a channel. You have Instagram, you have TikTok. We all have our own channels and we're allowed to put whatever content we want. You can put anything you want on Spotify. More music is released every day and it could be a guy whistling into a snare drum. It does not matter. So that's the other thing of like sharing it right now. If you do have aspirations to make this as a living or to go far with it, You have to start getting creative on how you share it, because now the world is just bombarded with content and people sharing things, and it's much easier to get lost. Um, And so that's been hard for me. I don't want to play a lot of the social media games. I don't want to. Someone says, like, hashtag things. I'm like, oh, just got heartburn from that word. You know what I mean? Like you have to do this, man. You got to make it a real. I'm like, oh, don't say real, you know? So I'm just like, okay, can't I just give people my song in a old CD store that somebody has to flip through? And, you know, that's where my old school in this, my analog brain goes really hard, but sharing it is weird right now. Because everyone can share anything. You can be five and have a content channel. It's crazy.
1: Mm.
0: So I don't know how to cut uh, through the noise sometimes.
1: I have a question because I feel like I've heard you say this before. Is there somebody who has a song where they're whistling in a snare drum? Have <laughs> you discovered this? <laughs> I feel like you've no, given that example before. So I'm like, is that guy out there?
0: Um, no. <laughs> or should you it be com- him? It comes from a thing that my producing buddy said so like I am the guy that shows up to a studio with a lot of pre-production work like I'll have ideas and things recorded and I'll bring like 15 keyboards and the producers and the people at the studio are always like who is this dude and usually when we hit a lull they'll go hey Coop why don't you play two or three ideas that you have on your laptop and maybe that'll get us going and They're usually, the further down that list we go, the weirder and non-commercial they get. Um, And at one point I was playing this weird synth thing and Chad Copeland was like, he's got maybe the best ear of anyone I know. And he was like, is that you whistling on a snare drum? And I was like, (laughs) no, but thank you for giving me that creative credit that I would go that far. And he was just like, that's a keyboard? And I was like, yeah, no, it's a keyboard sound. And he was just like, dude, you are so weird, man. <laughs> so to the point, I was working with an artist in New York and I was doing this exact thing. I was playing them weird sounds. And one of the artists goes, dude, I don't mean this as an insult, but you very much have like a Ross from Friends thing going on right now with that keyboard. <laughs> and I was like, Man, I've never been called Rossman's Friends, but that is crazy accurate. So to take it one step further, how awesome they were, they found the Casio keyboard on eBay that Ross used in those shows and sent it to me. So I've no. got it now. And so I can play most of that Ross songs from the friend with the space oh, yeah. and, and what he would hold his finger up yeah. before he finished. Yeah. So I've got a very Ross from Friends keyboard vibe. And... Whistling on a snare drum is where that always so came. Great.
1: Yeah. I love it.
2: Well, uh, I could sit here and talk to you guys about creativity for a long time, uh, but for uh, just the sake of keeping the episode contained. Uh, the other thing I mentioned at the beginning was just talking about the format. So what we'd love to do is, is we, we're going to bring on guests that have made things and have shared them. They at times may be stuck. In the middle of making and sharing and and maybe we even work through some coaching on this this process so you can hear that but um we really want that to be in a story format so less about you know you're coming in hearing them maybe teach in a lecture style but more of like where did their love for creativity start um you know what what's a formative time in childhood that 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 things really turn for them and the way that they see and think and live and relate in the world. So we'll start there and then just move up into present day. Like what's going on? What are they trying to create and hear the story about that process? And maybe even at times feel some of the pain of it, of just either not being able to make after making for a while and getting stuck or making, but sharing. And it didn't turn out the way that they thought it would, or maybe again, celebrating when it it does become, Uh, something that works and is successful. Uh, We want to hear all of those types of stories because they're all true. They all happen in life. So the format we'll use is mostly to be interviewing a guest. Like I said, we'll rotate who's hosting and, and kind of play some different roles depending on the guests that we have and person knows them. We all have different backgrounds and experiences. So a uh, really good group of guests that can come on and talk to us again about all kinds of creativity, not just what we might think about with, with music and writing and uh, films and that, but, but business and so many other fields. So that's going to be what we try to do with our format. And we'll see as, as we make this and share it, maybe we'll pivot, who knows, but that's, that's the thought going into it and what you can expect. So uh, our first guest is to be determined. We're uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out, but Whoever it is, we're going to hear their story and and learn more about their journey. And we hope that that helps you have courage to create in your journey. So um, yeah, Lauren, Coop, anything else you'd say as we wrap this one up?
1: I'm just yeah. excited to do this with you guys. to make Yeah, me too.
0: It this sure is it. fun. Yeah. I, I love yeah. hearing what spurs Drupal on, how they got through roadblocks, how they got to where they are. And so I'm obsessed with all those stories. Yeah. I go down so many rabbit trails. And like this Billy Corrigan interview is like an hour long and I'm just like <laughs> destroying it. So I can't wait to have these conversations with people.
2: Yeah. Is anybody who knows Let's Play Hurdle or follows that, we know.
1: Yes, so we, we know do. you follow those <laughs> The Rabbit yeah. holes.
2: The rabbit holes. Um, That's how you know I'll, the I'll things. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay. Well, Thanks for joining us for this first episode of Make It Share It. And we're excited to go on the journey with you. Have a great day.
0: See ya.
1: Just be here, kid. You gotta just go for it.
0: Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump, jump. And you might think what if I fall? But if you don't,